My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. So today is actually, I'm pretty sure, the first day for spring. Um, so actually, let me get this recording here so we can actually upload it to YouTube or to Facebook for all the people who had issues. All right. So if you didn't know, today, I'm pretty sure, is the first day of spring. And so with this, we want to give a message called Spring Cleaning uh, to give you guys some tips, I guess, some instructions, and initially some uh, Bible verses to help you not only clean out your physical house where your family and your friends and your kids all that dwell, but your spiritual house as well, the temple of God. We want to help you do a spring cleaning on your home as well as in your body. So before I actually start with that, I want to lay us some verses down as a foundation for the message for the Spirit to lead us, and then we're going to go into prayer. So first, Matthew 10, verses 37 through 39. This is what Jesus had to say. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. Can I read that one more time? He who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. What is Jesus saying here? He's saying that when you initially decide to follow Christ, you are to take up your cross You are to lay your life down to follow Him. You are to surrender everything to follow Him. And if you are not willing to take up your cross, if you are not willing to do what He has called you to do to keep His commandments, then He says that you are not worthy of Him. Now, Blake, why do you lay down these verses? Matthew 16, 24. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Blake, why are you laying down these verses as your foundation? Because I want you to understand something, that there is a cleansing that has to happen. Okay? And and let me just address something. I want to address this before we get too deep into this. All right? Because you, know, you can obviously tell which way we're going with this, right? And um, I, I just want to say that if you don't agree with deliverance teaching, if you don't agree with... Um, you know, the preaching of the Word, because initially people say, well, you're not an apostle. You're not the first church, so you can't do that. I want to read, let's go to John chapter 14, because this is the verse that you got to hear. These are the verses, John John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, is what Jesus said here. So what am I doing? I love Jesus. I'm keeping his commandments. I am doing what he said. Mark Mark 16, 17, these signs will follow those who believe. All right, These signs follow the message, the word. They validate what is being preached. So the fact that we do deliverance in our ministry, that we're willing to lay hands on people, that is because of the word that we preach. We know that God is going to follow through. Now, when it says that whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Okay, that doesn't mean you can pray for a car to come from the heavens and it's going to come. Okay, when you pray for something in the name of Jesus, if you're praying in alignment with the will of God, then you can expect the signs to follow that that is being requested of. 
and it is in the will of God. It's not in the will of God for you to be depressed, to have severe anxiety, to have suicidal thoughts. That's not the will of God. That is not the will of God. So when I lay my hands on you and I say, come out in the name of Jesus, you spirit of depression, that is because the will of God is for people to have salvation, to be set free. But if you're not willing to lay your life down, if you're not willing to lay down these things that we're about to talk about, then you can't expect to be set free. If you want to live your Christian life in bondage, that's up to you. But that's not what the call of God is. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will take up your cross and you will follow me. So, tips to clean out your physical house, your spiritual house, your body, right? These are some things that we got to do. we got to get our faith out of some gateway items that we have in our house. And faith in our gateway items, I'm talking about dream catchers. If you have dream catchers and you're believing that they're going to filter out the bad vibes and the bad dreams that come in and going to cleanse the you know, your initial sleep, come on, guys. you got to get those out of your house. Those are open doors to the demonic realm. And believe me, I say I know for a fact they are horror movies, vulgar movies, Vulgar music, trash music, movies that contain high amounts of sin, sexual content, drug use, all these things. These are open doors to the demonic realm. All right, You've got volume 5, season 5, season 6, all these volumes of these horror movies and different types all in the same category. And then you're wondering why you're depressed. You've been watching all these movies. You do it every year when it comes Halloween time. You watch these movies religiously, and then you wonder why you can't sleep at night. You wonder why you're depressed. You wonder why you can't love your husband or your wife the way you're supposed to. You wonder why you don't have friends. You wonder why you're jealous of every single moment. You wonder why you have fits of rage that you can't control. Crystals. Healing crystals. Okay, You believe that this is going to keep me from getting mad. These crystals heal my anger. These crystals heal my, my, uh, my anxiety. They heal my depression. They keep me from being jealous. They, whatever. Whatever all this stuff is you're believing that they do. Okay, Here's the thing. Those are definitely open doors to the demonic realm. Now, you might say, no, they're not, because it does fix my depression. Well, it does fix my anxiety. It does, it does fix my, my jealousy that I have. It does keep bad vibes away from me. Okay, well, what, what are, what's the consequence, though? Okay, what's the consequence? Yeah, okay, it keeps you from getting mad all the time, but then you lay down every night and you want to take your own life. You're literally having panic attacks, and then you're wondering why in the world they're happening, but yet you, your, your house is decorated with these items. Come on, guys. You're, you, oh, well, no, because they, they bring spirit guides to me and they come and see. Okay, if, you're not, if, you don't, if you don't know about all this stuff and you think I'm crazy, this is real stuff that, that people experience. So you believe that they bring the spirit guides or they keep the bad spirit guides away but bring the good ones. Guys, this is not good stuff. This is all open doors to the demonic realm. This is all open doors to the demonic realm. Any type of third eye material, any items that... Talk about the eye. There's there's many different things. It, the, open your third eye so you can see into the, the spiritual realm. It, it, it's an enlightenment. Get it out. Get it out of your house. Get it out. Get it off of your body. Get, quit wearing that ring. Quit wearing that necklace. Quit having that thing hanging up over your bed and over your... Get them out. Get them out. I'm telling you. I spoke about this in the first live stream that messed up, but I guess nobody heard me. Um... I have a close relative that when you go to their house, it's it's an initial peace. It's a place of peace because they have a foundation in their relationship with Christ. Their marriage is founded in Christ and their home is cleansed. There's none of this sinful material. What happens when people come over there? I'm just so relaxed when I'm here. This place is so peaceful. I, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I have this big blanket over top of me. People say the same thing when they come here. 
to me and my wife's home because we have removed all the items of sin out of this place. Anything that could possibly be a gateway to the demonic realm, we don't even we don't even play with it. Okay, because we've done deliverance. We've seen what happens to people who participate in these items, and then they come and they say, I, I, I'm, I'm depressed, I want to take my own life. I, I, I'm depressed and, and, and I, I can't, I, I'm having panic attacks. I get the slightest amount of stress and then I start having panic attacks. Or, or it doesn't even matter what happens. I, I'm addicted to this. I can't, I can't break my addiction of this. I can't, I can't love my significant other because I'm constantly thinking about other people or other things. And, and every time I look at someone, I get twisted thoughts. This is real stuff that happens. And these things are some of the things that introduce this into people's lives. As soon as they get rid of that and get deliverance, they're set free. They're set free. When you've firsthand seen the kingdom of darkness destroyed by the power and authority of Jesus Christ, when you've seen firsthand these things happen, the supernatural, you start getting more serious about this stuff. Why do you think the disciples were so willing to lay down their lives and lay down everything that Jesus talked about? Because they had seen firsthand the miraculous action of what happens when someone is born again and they lay down their life for Christ. So here's a big one. Yoga. Guys, there is no such thing as Christians and yoga together. Yoga is a what? Practice. It's part of a Hinduistic religion. You, you, don't, you don't exercise yoga. You practice yoga. It's literally part of a religion. Yoga means, don't it mean union? To, to, to unite, to be in union? And then whenever you go to a yoga class, if you're under... An, now, I'm not saying that stretching is bad, okay? I'm saying that yoga is bad. When you go to a class and you're under an instructor and then they, they bow to you and address to you and they say, I'm not even going to say it, but it literally means like to, to um, greet the divine inside of you. It's pretty much what it means when they say that. You cannot be a Christian and do yoga. You can't do Christian yoga. You are literally participating in idolatry. You, the poses you're holding are like symbolic to... Um, pretty much give reference to a god or a goddess in some sort of a Hinduistic story. or you know, Don't quote me on that. I'm not an expert in Hinduism. But what I am telling you is it's demonic and you need to stay away from it. So, mythical books about creatures, any type of, oh my gosh, spells, books about spells, fictional stories about people doing spells, doing magic, doing witchcraft, all that stuff. Get that out of your house. There is chaos in your home and you've got all seven volumes of you know what. You know what I'm talking about. Get that out of your home because what it does is it literally opens a door and then people start, they get so invoked with this, they start get, getting so obsessed with this and then what do they do? They live their life based on parts of the story. All right, There's a few, uh, a few of these storylines or volumes or series that you need to get rid of. You've got to get that out of your house. Now, if you, do, if you choose not to, that's up to you. All right, I'm not going to... I'm not condemning you, but if you want to get set free, if you want to cleanse your house and get rid of all the chaos and drama, that's a good way to start is getting rid of that stuff and getting some people, getting some deliverance. Because that is, that is, yeah, I don't know how much more I need to go on that. So, yeah, any types of witchcraft, spells, people doing spells, Ouija boards, tarot cards, you know, any type of Wicca, psychic books, how to be a psychic, how to open your third eye, how to see into the third, second heaven realm, all this stuff. Get rid of that stuff. You are... You are opening doors. You, you are opening some big doors to the demonic realm. So you might say, well, Blake, that pretty much takes out all the fun. If I, take, if I get rid of all the horror movies and all the sin movies and all the movies and, and just go back and get some good, clean content. Now, I'm not saying you can only watch Christian movies and Christian content. It's a good idea, but I'm not saying that's all you can watch. But take a good look at something. I mean, if you're sitting here saying to your children, you don't need to be watching this, you're not old enough to watch this, then you shouldn't be watching it either probably. 
Unless it's a Bible movie that you're trying not to expose them to some sort of beating of Jesus. You know, I understand that to a point. But I'm saying if it's a sinful content in this movie and you're saying you don't need to watch this because you're not old enough to see this. Come on, you shouldn't be watching it either. And you know that. You know that. You you know inside that that's something you shouldn't be watching. If you wouldn't, yeah, I don't even have to, I don't even have to go into that. But what I do want to address here is Matthew 21 Verses 12 through 13, this is what it says. And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of money and changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a robber's den. So why did I bring up Jesus cleansing the temple? Why did I talk about, why did I just, why did I just give you guys this verse? Because 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, that do you not know you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So as a Christian, you are the temple of God. The Spirit of God dwells in you. Your body has become the temple of God. So anything your body does should be to glorify God. If you are truly taking up your cross and following Christ, your body should be used to glorify God. What does the Bible say? And all things do to the glory of God. So if you're, if you're using your body to glorify God, then you have cleansed your temple. But what did Jesus talk about here? He talked about how he went into the temple and he cleansed it and kept it from being a den of robbers. And he made it a what? A house of prayer. Your body needs to be a place and a house of prayer. Your physical home should be a house of prayer if you are following Christ. So if you want to remove these things and do initial true spring cleaning, then you should be removing these things from your home. Jesus cleansed the temple in the physical sense and in the body. You are the temple. So we need to clean the temple of God. We need to clean this house of God up and get rid of all this practice, active sin that we're allowing to happen. Our homes are falling apart. They're getting divided against themselves. They're getting destroyed. You need to be the temple of God. You need to be the representation and the person that steps your foot down in your home and says, my child will not be raised around this. My child will not stand here and be invoked and talked into and be sugared and, and, and coated around and um, become come idle with the act of sin. If we ever have children, me and my wife, if we ever have children, which we probably will, these children will be raised with an understanding of the demonic realm. We have not done a good job as the church to teach our children the, 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 um, the power that sin has and the power that all these things that the world, the secular world is doing has over our lives. If I, I, wish, I wish somebody would have come to me and told me about all the things that I was doing and said, you are opening open doors to the demonic realm in your life. Because what did I have? From what little church I had, I remember people saying, well, it's okay, everybody's a sinner, don't worry about that. You can do that because the grace of God will cover you. And I'm telling you now, Yes, the grace of God covers sin, but that doesn't mean you can allow it to stay in your life. If you know that this is causing problems in your life, why do you allow it to stay? You have authority in the name of Jesus Christ as a follower of the Lord. You can tell that demon to leave your house right now in the name of Jesus. And this is what we're going to teach you. Spring cleaning, I'm teaching you now. As we go into spring cleaning, leave that dust on your countertops. Leave it under your chairs. Leave it under your bed. Leave all that trash out in the, in the yard or whatever, whatever you got. Leave it for right now. This is the most important spring cleaning you will ever do do in your life is cleaning up your house of the demonic realm of the other kingdom the kingdom of darkness when you get that out then you can thoroughly clean then you can thoroughly clean if there's something that's causing trash in your home it's not going to do any good to clean up the trash until you get rid of the source 
So it's time to get rid of the source and do an initial spring cleaning. John 14, 12. John 14, 12. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus cleansed the temple. Jesus casted out demons. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And anyone who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Mark 16, 17. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. We got to clean up our houses, guys. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has, believed, has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they, de if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It wasn't just for the apostles. The 12 did it. The 72 did it. They did it all throughout the rest of the New Testament. And we're doing it now. We're laying hands on people. We're casting demons out of people. It's still happening today. So don't brush this off as a message. Who, who's willing to receive it will receive it. And if you don't want to, then whatever. I don't even know if I mentioned this yet. Maybe on the first live stream because we had issues. But, you know, if, if you're going to disagree with this message, you know, if you want to rebuke anybody, rebuke Jesus because he's the one who said it. But if you're going to rebuke us, at least send it to us in a message and don't put it in the comments and all this stuff because what happens is, is it's not that I don't want other people seeing it. I kind of wish other people did see it. What happens is, is Facebook sees it as hate, as hate speech. YouTube sees it as hate speech and then they just block it and then it hides it in my notification. It's really hard for me to see it. So if you have something you want to say to me, you might as well just send it to me so we can actually have a dialogue and talk about it versus just trying to blast it in the comments because... I don't really get to see it until, you know, sometimes a couple of days, a couple of days at the minimum because it doesn't notify me and I have to dig in it. And sometimes it puts it in my email, sometimes it don't. So anyway, if you have something to say, send us a message, reach out. I'd like to talk to you about it. But to those who don't agree, who, who, who are on the verge, here's the people that disagree with us. Okay. The really religious people and the Satanist. That's and I'm not labeling them. That's literally what they are. They are literally devil worshipers that are mad about the deliverance teaching. So if they're mad, why do you think they're mad? Because literally God is destroying their kingdom. He's taking their kingdom and their, their, their realm that they are operating in. He's taking it down in the authority of Jesus Christ. Okay, It's being destroyed. And then the Pharisees are mad because I guess it disrupts their coffee time. I don't know. But what, what I want you to know is that the same group of peoples who got mad in the Bible was the Pharisees. And the, the sorceries, the sorcerers, the spirit, the people who were doing div divination and mediums and all the people summoning the dead, which are really invoking demons is what's happening. But they, that's the two categories of people that are mad. And it's still the same way today. OK, so if Jesus talked about people not liking you and all these things, why do you think that is? All right. I, I'm not here to make people happy. I'm here to preach the gospel. I'm not here to, to tickle your ears and make you feel good and, and, you know, give you something to do on Sunday nothing else i'm here to teach you the word of god i'm here to teach you how to be a christian because that was the call of the movement church the movement church was not founded god did not launch the movement launch this movement church did not lead me to do this because you know because the bible belt needed another church that's obviously not the case the bible belt does not need any more churches i can't make a right turn on main street anywhere without popping past the church huh 
There's churches everywhere around here. That's not God didn't say there needed to be more churches in the Bible Belt. What He needed was the Word of God needed to meet the Bible Belt. And so, what is the move? What is the movement church? What is the the goal of the movement church? To help all step into faith one mustard seed at a time, right? We want to help all the people. We're reaching the world right now, and and it wasn't even a goal, so it's crazy. But the movement church was to light the lamps of the current churches. This this ministry is not so much, yes, we want to reach the, the lost, the people who are unbelievers. Obviously, we want to introduce them to Christ. That's the call to preach the gospel, to bring it to the unbelievers, to the atheists, to the Satanists, all that. That is obviously what we want to do. But the initial foundation for this church is to reach people in their current churches, to reach people where they are now and say, hey, Here's the Word of God. Here is the true call to the Christian life. Here's what you're supposed to be doing. Get on fire for God, for you do not know when the Master's coming back to the home. That is the call. That is the the goal of the movement church, is to spark people to be stronger in their faith in the church that they're in. We aren't trying to bring people in from other churches. What we want to do is spark you, set you on fire where you are, so you will make disciples in your current church. The church is not making disciples. The goal and the highlight of your Christian walk should not be inviting people to church. You should be making disciples. You should be walking in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. That is, that is the goal of the movement church, is to spark people, to ignite people, to set people on fire. We could easily go set up a building somewhere and start having church and start you know, doing that. We could easily do that, but that's not the goal. The goal is to reach you where you are. That's why we stream at 1.30, because you should already be out of your other church unless you're a Pentecostal. You're probably going to be in there all night, but praise God for that. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm all for that as well. But my point is, is that the most of you are available to watch this around 1.30, or at least you'll be able to catch it later on. So you're not missing the live stream while you're in a current church. That's why it's that's why it's streamed when it is. It's because we want to catch you after you've been to church. We want to ignite you, set you on fire, so that you can begin to make disciples and walk in the authority and in the anointing that God wants you to have. That's the goal here. So before you can do that, before you can walk in the anointing, before you can see the power of God at work, you have got to get some of these things out of your life and out of your home because them demons will tell on you If you start doing deliverance and you're not a holy person, they will tell on you. So, get your homes clean. If you need help with that, reach out. We're not going to condemn you. I'm not going to condemn you. I will not judge you. I love every one of you guys. I want to help you guys. Because what it took for me was, I needed this ministry whenever I was walking, when I was first walking with Christ a few years ago. I needed this type of a church because I had no understanding. From what I had a little bit of a church of, I had seminary classes, and then I got into prayer and started reading the Word of God, and I was like, where's this at? Where's this at? And the Spirit started teaching me things, and then I had a first-hand encounter from like Acts 19, I'm pretty sure it's Acts 19, where they say, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in another state because there's nobody around here to do that. And I'm not dissing anybody, I'm not dissing any other Christians, but what I'm saying was there's a lack of the Holy Spirit and there was nobody to teach that. So I had my first experience with a moment of deliverance firsthand in downtown Johnson City, which there's probably some people watching this that were actually there, can account to this, to testify to this, that I encountered a demonized woman. I encountered a fully demon-possessed woman while I was praying over a man. I was praying for an anointing, a blessing, a feeling of the Holy Spirit. And as I was praying with him, a woman started manifesting a demon right there on the street. And now I had no, I had, 
I had no idea how to handle that. I ignored her. She actually hit me and the guy that I was praying over. But she was fully demonized. She was claiming, she was making, shouting claims of the devil. I don't even remember what all she was shouting. But the point is, we're not going to give all the attention to that moment. Okay. The point is, is that there is a, a there is a need for the move of God in this area. So we got to start cleaning up our houses and our life and our spiritual body, our temple of God, so that we can actively and and correctly serve the Lord the way that the Word of God has called us to do that. So let's let's uh let's go into prayer here. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, um, I ask that you would not only bless the viewers, but bless the live stream. Let's get it working. No, in all seriousness, God, uh, we do thank you for everything you're doing here with the Movement Church. We thank you for everything you're doing in the lives of the of the viewers, Lord. Um, so uh, we ask that you would uh, ultimately help them and give them the strength and the knowledge and the guidance of the Holy Spirit to know what is something that they need to clean their house of. If they're willing to lay down the things of their life, their flesh, the things that are causing uh, open doors to the demonic realm, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would help these people cleanse their homes both physically and uh, spiritually, their their temple, um, God, and guide them for the rest of their life. And if... Um, if there's anything that you want to put on them that they um, should repent of, Lord, we pray for that as well. So we ask everything in the name of our only Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you guys for watching. I'm hoping this all went through thoroughly.